Today's guest is Travis Houston. Travis is a digital marketing wizard, plain and simple. That's not how he describes himself, but that's how I describe him. He's the creator of the 1315 launch model, a proven marketing system for acquiring leads and turning those leads into online paying customers. His 1315 model transforms the sophisticated world of digital marketing into predictable and scalable revenue generating systems. The tactical planning and detailed architecture behind his model and his campaigns are built around nine distinct accelerators for doubling your revenue. His genius lies in making the unfair advantages typically reserved for the mega brands work for his clients. And his roster of clients include such influencers as Gary Goldstein, Metagenics, Les Brown, Sharon Lecter, Dr. Daniel Amen, the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and on and on and on. I think you get the point, right? This guy knows what he's talking about, and he has a roster of clients to back it up. And because he's a leader in the digital marketing space, Travis is often called upon to speak at marketing conferences and in front of closed-door private mastermind groups. But his real passion is to guide people like me and you, just like me and you, to elevate our impact, income, and independence in our spheres and around the globe. Because he's a leader in the digital marketing space, Travis is often called upon to speak at marketing conferences and in closed-door private mastermind groups. But his real passion is to guide people like us, you and me, to elevate our impact, our income, and our independence in our own spheres and around the globe. So with no further ado, let's welcome Travis Houston to the Person to See podcast. Travis, welcome to the Person to See podcast. Hey, Tim. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. Yeah, really appreciate it. Hey, before we get started, I just want to share um, with the audience, and you'll enjoy this. I was having a conversation with a client of mine, and I was telling him about some of the exciting things that I'm doing and how I'm working with you. And I talked about how you're all dialed into, you know, a, a lot of the, the people in my space that have done an amazing job promoting their brands online and how you know exactly what to do. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, it's one thing to know what to do, but can he do it? And I said, trust me, the guy can do it. So I just wanted to give you those kudos as, you know, we've been working together for uh, a little over three months now. And We've gotten some, you know, extraordinary results um, in terms of digital marketing, you know, building out the website and all the kinds of things to drive traffic to the website. And so I'm really, really excited to, to do this podcast with you. And there's so many things we can cover, but we're going to cover today just one thing in about the next 20 or 30 minutes, your 1315 launch. And I had the benefit of watching your video, so I know a little bit about it, but I'd love for you to maybe kick us off and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we can jump into the, the particulars on the 1315 launch. Does that work for you? Yeah, that totally works for me. Right on. All right. So I guess just a, You go. Yeah, so I guess the, the quick overview is I'm the kid that went to computer camps in third grade <laughs> instead, of the, instead of the other kids that went to baseball camps. And so I... There you have it, right? I was kind of like the, 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 the slightly nerdy, awkward kid who was learning how to program computers in the 80s on a Commodore 64. Uh, and that just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, I was started building, you know, when I was a bartender in my 20s, I was also keeping up and making, like, the very first website uh, for a, a lot of companies that I ended up working for using Microsoft front page back in the day, building websites. I guess this is in the late 90s. Uh, and then just continued on there, like helping people build websites. 
And then that got me into doing uh, some video production and building like landing pages and then full on marketing funnels. And then let's just catch that up to today. Uh, I've been so fortunate to work with a lot of really A players in both personal development, health and wellness. Uh, and then people in, you know, kind of, I guess what we call the, the make money or training space. And so I've got to be behind the scenes of a lot of really big brands building out uh, their complete marketing strategy, uh, the complete digital marketing step-by-step path or how we're going to build funnels, how we're going to generate leads, how we're going to nurture those leads, uh, what we're going to do for offers and sales sequences, what we're going to do for metrics and reporting. And so, you know, building all of that out for a lot of people has uh, given me a big insight over the past, geez, I guess it's been... 13, 14 years just doing that. So it's been a, been a fun ride. Awesome. And, and I, for one, I'm glad your parents sent you to computer camp because I'm the beneficiary. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> hey, why don't you share a little bit of like some of the, you know, just colleagues that you've learned from in, in the training and, and digital marketing space. Just to, again, because I know so much about you and I just know how much you know. And I want, I just want to build massive credibility before we jump into the 1315 um launch that you've created so maybe take 10 20 seconds to just some of the do some name dropping bro well i I guess i I got a fast track because i i had a real estate company uh back in the you know early 2000s and one of my clients happened to be a guy named andy jenkins Uh, and he was someone that started a company called uh, video boss and he used to be with a company called StomperNet before that and there was like a there's like a, a very small handful like five or six people that were really the big names in internet marketing when internet marketing was just starting out and it just so happens that Andy Jenkins wife found my website called West of the Five it was a real estate company back in the early 2000s. And she found me online because I had really good SEO because I knew what I was doing with building websites. And so she found me and they ended up buying a house from me that ended up being the house that Andy Jenkins filmed all of video bonds out of. Now, Andy knew everyone. So Andrew introduced me to Frank Kern and John Reese and a whole bunch of other people. So I kind of got fast tracked into the high level marketing circle uh, back in the early days. And so met all of those guys. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess became a student of what a lot of them were doing uh, because I kind of got, got to meet them and got introduced to it. And then, geez, just started building products. And you know, I, I have failed forward many times uh, along my path to the point where now I can help people succeed very quickly because you've just been at it for so long. And you kind of learn what works and what doesn't and just stay current. But I was, I was fortunate in that uh, I had a, a chance meeting with uh, one of the few guys that were kind of at the top of the food chain and marketing. Uh, and learned a lot from them along the way. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so what I'd like to do is is really, I, I want to get three takeaways for, for people listening to this podcast. First is a, a discussion of a concrete product or strategy, and you're going to give that to us in 1315, okay? Number two is, um, Travis, I was with a, in, in a room with a, a real successful CEO, and I introduced a, a, a client of mine to him, and I love what he said. He said, talk to me like I'm a, a fifth grader and it completely disarmed the conversation because the guy didn't feel pressured to wow the CEO he wanted really basic so talk to our audience like their fifth grader so that they can get real genuine takeaways and the last thing is because guys like you are super successful you know sometimes it's hard for people to to relate and so it would be helpful to talk about some of those failures forward so people can get a sense like Okay, so there's nothing wrong with me. Okay, so you mean he even he failed? 
So those are the three takeaways, and I'll guide you through the conversation. But I really, I want to get, I want the audience to get that, if that's okay with you. Oh, I, I, you know, it's kind of going to lead to exactly where we want it to go because the reason that I created this model called a one three fifteen is because we screwed it up really famously the first time. And I guess what it comes down to is one of the very first products we made is uh, my wife decided she wanted to be a raw food chef. And so she went and she got all the training and certified. And we decided we were going to make an online membership site where we uh, had a a 14-day raw food cleanse was the product. And we decided we were going to do this. And so we outlined 113 videos that we're going to teach in this course. And then what we did was we filmed all 113 videos. Now, I don't know if you've ever filmed 113 videos over the course of about a month and a half. It's a lot of work. It's It's a lot of time. Yeah, so we filmed all of the, you know, I had all the gear, set up the lighting, you know, buying all the groceries you would need, editing all the videos. I mean, it literally took a month and a half just solid of doing that. Great. Now we've got all the videos. So what do we do next? Oh, we need a membership site. So I got WordPress and I got the membership site and I built out the entire, I built out the entire website and I built the membership site and I put all the content in and then shot the photos and did all the graphic design and built it all. Okay, great. Now we need, now we need somebody to market this and we need like a, a, a CRM. And so I got that to, well, the, I guess long story made longer. I built it all. And then we tried to sell it. And so imagine spending three, four months just solid, all in, building a product, only to launch it and have it go, wah, wah, wah. And so Joy must have been looking at you like, I thought you told me this was going to work. <laughs> exactly. You told me, you told me we were going to be millionaires by day three. Okay, great. That's awesome. That's great. So, to, so dovetail into, you know, from that experience, you created the one three fifteen launch. Let's break it down real simple. What is the one three fifteen launch? So, a one three fifteen simplifies this entire process. So, you don't do what we did and spend months and months and months working on something uh, to have it test out and not go great initially when you launch it. So we've created something much more simple, and it works more on an MVP or a minimum viable program or a minimum viable product as it would be. So what the 1315 does, think about it. Okay, let's let's break each down. There's a 1, there's a 3, and there's a 15. Let's start with the 1 because you always start there. The 1 is a crystal clear offer. Uh, You want to know what your offer is before you even build the modules and the product, before you write a book, before you do anything. You want to figure out what is it that we're selling and what market are we selling it to? Okay. So you want to get clear. Let's you want to get clear on the mar- the market you're selling it to and what your offer is. Great. And so let's put it in the context of the raw food chef. So what were you selling? What was the offer you were selling? The offer we were selling was a 14 day raw food cleanse to okay. give your body a break from all the burgers and beers you may have been consuming and just you know do a a, a, bo- a whole body reset. Okay. So, like, I just wanted everybody who's listening to understand. Do you want to start to think about, okay, what's my offering? What am I going to sell? Okay, perfect. Awesome. Okay, so you got your you got your offering. Crystal clear on your offering. Okay, so here's what we would do. On the very next product we created, 
here's the secret. So we completely failed, crashed and burned. The smoke is still kind of smoldering. The ashes are still kind of red. But we decided to create a, the, the next product. And here's how we did it. We didn't, create, we didn't create the videos. We didn't create the membership site. We didn't even create the modules. All we did was we put up a sales page. We put up a page that said, here's what we're offering. And we launched it out to our market and uh, affiliates. And here's what we did. We built it live week over week. So we said, hey, if, this, if, if, pe- if enough people buy it, then we can build our version one week over week. And uh, quite honestly, Tim, uh, I dared my wife to do it this way. I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to build a minimum viable program, and I dare you that we do this week over week. But if enough people buy it, we'll go ahead and we'll start building the product, our beta version, our version one. Mm-hmm. And enough people said yes to that product that made it worthwhile that we ended up by only having a sales page. Now the sales page went to an order form and it could take money, but that was it. There was no product. There was actually nothing built. Mm-hmm. But because they bought it, uh, we then just put up a very quick single page membership site and just did week one live. Great. Got, on a, got on a webinar and taught everything live ahead of them. And you only had to stay one week ahead of what you needed to teach. And so we built it literally live week over week and got feedback from the people that were in the program each week to make it better. And so when we went to build our version two, eight weeks later, because it was an eight week program that we did live week over week. So eight weeks later, we had all this amazing feedback from the small beta group that went through it to get enough feedback to make version two even better. And so really the, the, the one is, if you don't already have a product, a service, a program, but you would like to get one up and going, the way we recommend doing it is just get a, a sales process or a sales page or just put something up on Facebook that says, hey, here's what I'm going to be selling. If you'd like to join the beta group, uh, put heck yeah or sign up here. And if enough people sign up, we just go through a really rough and wrangled version one and just build it week over week, just staying in front of your audience and then getting feedback from them to help make the actual version you'll sell to a much wider market that much better. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. And how does the three fit into that? So we've got the one, which is the offering. The three is what? Okay, so now that you've got an offer, and quite honestly, we don't like to do anything else until we know that you've got an offer and that that offer can convert, even if it's to a small audience. So that's your one offer. Uh, Within that one offer, we never like to add upsells or downsells or bump offers, which are just extra things you can sell until we know we've got that one offer working. So let's just keep it really simple right now, and we're just going to have one offer, and we're not going to worry about any upsells, downsells, or bumps. Okay, it makes sense. We're just going to have one crystal clear offer. So... Here's what we want to do. We want to have three lead magnets or three lures that we can pull out of your main offer. Does that make sense, Tim? Yep, it sure does. Okay, so the three is we've got one offer, and now we want to have three things that we can give away for free. A PDF, an ebook, some sort of an assessment or quiz, some cheat sheets, a checklist. There can be lots of things you can give away for free. You would ask somebody to give you their name and email. So say, hey, I'm going to give you this awesome free thing. And in exchange, just give me your name and email, and I'll send it to you. That happens all the time on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And so people call them lead magnets, premiums. We call them lures. And so what we want to do is we want to look at some of the best content in your offer. So what are some of the best things that you have that we can turn into a checklist, a freemium, a PDF, an ebook, an assessment, 
something along those lines. And we've done that with you, Tim, and we've went through your actual product suite and we've picked just a few things that you could use as a lure. And so we pick three. We pick three really good lures and then we create an opt-in opt page where someone, if you drove traffic to it or said, hey, go to you know thepersontosee.com forward slash something, you know, maybe it's forward slash ebook, they would go there and on that page and say, hey, uh, get this awesome free thing, put in your name and email address and I'll send it to you. And so we want to use those three things to grow our list, to grow our email database. And so we take out of, out of that one offer, there's generally three things that you could provide that you could use as some sort of a, a lead magnet, a freemium allure. Does that make sense? It does. Now, Travis, let me ask a couple of clarification questions. And it's the lawyer in me, uh, not from a legal perspective, but just like to drill down so I fully understand it. You got the, you, you've got this offer. It's almost like this phenomenal piece of gold that's in a room all by itself. And without a large enough audience, you can't sell it. You can't monetize it. So what you're doing is you're looking to use your lead magnets to get people to sign up. So now you've built this stadium of people and you're like, guys, guess what? Now I've got this product I want to expose you to. Is that the idea behind the lead magnet? I'd say it's a piece of it. I think, I think just even take it one step like more granular. Mm -hmm. If you think about your offer, your offer generally has, it, it's got this and it's got this and it does this. And it also has these other nine things. And you also get this bonus and then these 15 things. An offer sometimes is, is too many elements. There's so much in it. But a lure, a, a good lure or a lead magnet is about doing one simple thing. About giving one one result, and it makes it it makes it easier for someone to say yes and give you their name and email address. And then once you have their name and email address, you've generated the lead. The next step is you want to nurture that lead. So there's generally three steps to the conversion process. Mm -hmm. The three steps to the conversion process is step one, lead generation. So generate a lead, and you generally do that with some sort of a freemium or lower lead magnet. Then the next step is lead nurture. Mm -hmm. So once you have generated a lead, they've opted in on your website somewhere, then you want to put them through some sort of a nurture sequence where they become familiar with your brand, what you believe in, what problems you solve for that target market, mm -hmm. maybe telling a story or two, sharing a case study or a testimonial for someone that you've helped, and then leading that person into an offer sequence. The third step of a conversion process is where you make your front-end offer, which is the first offer you make to someone once they become a lead. So again, it's lead, it's lead generation, it's lead nurture, and then it's your front end offer. Okay. So, so Travis, I'm using my lure to get people to give me their email address because I want to create fans. It doesn't mean somebody's necessarily going to be able to be converted, but it's the first step. The 15, Correct. the 15, you might've covered a little bit, but break that down now. So, and I do know it's five pieces of content for each lure. Is that the nurturing piece? Is that where you're like, talk a little bit about that? It, or if I'm jumping ahead, slow me down or do as you do as you, you think appropriate so everybody understands it. Yeah, so that is not the nurture piece. It is the uh, very top of the funnel. And so the top of the funnel, think of it like this. The top of the funnel is the 15. Mm -hmm. The middle of the funnel is the three lures mm -hmm. and the bottom of the funnel is the one offer, Got it. right? Think of it like a funnel or an upside down triangle, an upside down pyramid. Yep. 
top of the funnel is the 15 pieces of content. Middle of the funnel is the three lures. And the bottom of the funnel is the one offer. Make sense? It makes perfect sense. Can I stop you for one second here? What would get, you, you had the offer, you know, the, the deliverable for, for Joy's program. Give us an example of a lure that you use. Like you pulled what out of the offer to do what? Like what was the lure to get their email address? Give me one of them. Okay, that's a great, that's a great question. So remember I told you we had 116 videos in there? Yes. It was, it was a lot. It was over 100 videos. So what we did was we just broke down different sections. We said, hey, would you like three raw food dessert recipes Fantastic. that you could make tonight? Okay. Right? So say, hey, get 116 videos. Oh, geez, that sounds overwhelming. Yep. Oh, I could get three raw food dessert recipes. Oh, and one is chocolate pudding that tastes just like chocolate pudding, but it's got no dairy in it. Oh, awesome. I totally want that. I'd make that tonight. Okay. And so we'd offer just three desserts. So it was something completely digestible. They could, get, they could get it, they could download it, and they could literally learn it in five minutes. Okay. And guys, so that's what makes a good lure. Yeah. So guys, be, let's be clear. One lure was three recipes. It wasn't... A recipe is one lure, a second one is a second lure, and a third is a third lure. One lure was three recipes. You gave that that those three recipes together as one lure. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Sorry to slow you down. And then you go. No, that's a great that's a great question. So another lure was we had the ultimate uh, gear list for raw food enthusiasts. So there's certain kinds of things you want a vegetable spiralizer. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of a spiralizer. So we created we, we created a list of, of the coolest gear that you would want for a raw food enthusiast. Like you would want a microplane zester and you would want a spiralizer and you would want some sort of a like a Breville juicer. Oh, and so, so we'd show and they people don't always, exist those. Are you making names up? <laughs> no, those are all those are all those are all real things that I had I had no idea about until my wife got into raw food. That's awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> and so, and so we, and we're always testing what lures are really going to work best. So I say there's three lures, but quite honestly, I'm always testing to see if I can outperform my my weakest lure. Right? Out of three lures, one of them is probably going to perform the weakest. So you always want to be testing to see if you can create something even better. Okay. So let's go back up to the top of the funnel. So now we're at the 15 pieces of content. So it's one three fifteen. So we create five pieces of content for each one of the lures. Mm -hmm. Make sense? So let's talk about the, the lure we had for my wife. And let's just take the, the three raw food dessert recipes. Yep. So what we might do with the 15 pieces of content is we might create five different blog posts on, on fast and easy raw food dessert. And so one might be this, this uh, chocolate pudding. Now, this chocolate pudding has no dairy in it, yet it tastes even better than, uh, than anything with dairy in it, right? It, it's got no dairy. It's made out of avocados and cacao and a little bit of maple syrup and maybe something else magic that's in there. I don't even know. But it's unreal how good this stuff is. And so maybe we just write a blog post all about that. And in that blog post or in that piece of content, remember, it's a piece of content. It doesn't have to be a blog post. Mm -hmm. The 15 is five pieces of content, and all of those five pieces of content point to that lure. Right. So maybe we, maybe we come up with a recipe on this kind of a dessert and another recipe on this kind of a dessert. And maybe we shoot it as a video, and then we take that video that we shot on how to make this uh, raw food chocolate pudding, and we put it up on YouTube. And we also create a blog post out of it. And we also 
post it up to one of our friends' websites as a guest post. And then maybe we also turn it into content that we put up on Facebook. And then we maybe do a Facebook Live talking about the same thing. Could post it to LinkedIn if it was necessary. But think about it. You can create one video. And with that video, you could post it multiple other places. But let's just think about one thing. So let's take five different raw food dessert recipes. And the call to action at the end of each of those videos was, hey, if you'd like more great raw food recipes, go to this website forward slash raw food recipes. And then each of those five pieces of content would be leading to one lure. Fantastic. Travis, how did you settle on one? And I know it's 1315, but how did you settle on, because you are so like anal about measurement and you're in data i mean we just did you know our first webinar and you're like okay here's the data and it was like you know going through it and you're like okay here's the good now here's the bad part you, you know what i mean like how did you figure out five pieces of content were enough per lure uh, because we drive traffic to it in a very specific way and the reason we do this is, is i like to make sure that we can get a result for a client that we're working with mm -hmm. in 90 days. Mm -hmm. And in 90 days, we can get very clear on an offer, we can build the three lures, and we can build five pieces of content for each one of the lures. And then there's a next step, but I don't really talk about it because you're awesome. Uh, I'm gonna share a little bit more of an advanced tactic with you. Mm -hmm. uh, each of the five pieces of content, we build three different ways to get to that content. So we generally write three Facebook ads for mm -hmm. each piece of content. So it's really a one, three, 15, 45. So what we do is we drive a little bit of traffic to each one of those blog posts or each one of those videos. And so we want a way of driving traffic to those, that content because on the content, we can drop a Facebook pixel. Mm -hmm. And once we've dropped a Facebook pixel, we can then start a retargeting campaign. Now, I don't want to get that advanced yes, on I this understand. show, but I, but I just want to show how we can take an offer. We can take three different lures and then five pieces of content for each lure. And then we can drive traffic to each one of those pieces of content. And someone may opt in or they may not, but we always set a pixel so that we can retarget those people with extra content get them further down the funnel and closer to the offer. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It makes absolute perfect sense. And I, like you said, you can get super granular. Um, so, but what I wanted people to understand is, is, is you have this, uh, this, um, one, three, 15 launch. And I wanted to break it down. If people wanted to try it on their own or wanted to figure out on their own, I just wanted them to get real value. Right. And, you know, and I appreciate, I mean, you're, you're giving away, something that was years of research, years of trial and error, and I really appreciate that. Travis, um, so, so it, it, does that close the loop? Anything else to add on the 1315? I have a couple of follow-up questions on that. I just want to make sure that you could map this all out easily on a piece of paper. Like you start at the top of the piece of paper and you write one, and what's the offer I'm going to sell? And then you say, okay, out of those three, what are three different pieces or three different big ideas or three different things of value that I could take out of that offer and make into my lures. Great. Then I look at each one of those three lures. And I say, gosh, what's a piece of content I could write or produce or record around each of those lures to get people onto my list. And there's one, there's one extra piece that we look at 
uh, that I think would be very helpful for your audience. I'm sure your audience would understand this, but we all, one of the reasons there's five pieces of content is because we write for personality styles. You might be familiar with DISC or Myers-Briggs or any of the personality type indicators. Yes. Uh, the reason, one of the main reasons that we write five pieces of content, let's just take Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. uh, which would be a, a competitive, a humanistic, a spontaneous, and a methodical. We write a piece of content for each of the personality types. So let's just take a competitive. A competitive wants to know, how do I win? How do I do it fast? How do I get results from it? Right? So let's just take the raw food thing, which would be, you know, how do I lose weight quick? How do I make these recipes fast? Just give me the brass tacks and get me right to the information I need. Yep. That's a competitive. Yep. A humanistic, a humanistic uh, the piece of content I would produce for a humanistic would be, here's how we do it together, and this is how it's great for our family, and this is why we want to do it with someone you love or know, and we want to be cooking together, and it's going to be so much fun, and it's going to be great for the family, and, and everyone's going to just love it, right? A humanistic is all about togetherness and family. Then the methodical. The methodical is going to want to know, well, if you uh, have this percentage of calories, then your fat reduction rate will be reduced by 34% over a seven and a half day period, resulting in a lowered HDL rate of about this within 90 days. But you just add more stats and figures and statistics. And then someone that's a spontaneous is going to want to know, well, uh, this celebrity in Hollywood is doing this diet right now and is the latest, coolest thing, and this is why it's new and hot and fresh. Can you see how writing for a competitive, a humanistic, a spontaneous, or a methodical is a little bit different in how you would write those articles? Yes, 100%. And or that- produce those videos? And how do you – and Travis, so, so do you create four different versions? Help people – understand that because people can get so bogged down in creating content and wanting to write, you know, uh, Tolstoy's War and Peace or the, you know, the, the Odyssey, right? Like help people get a sense of, of how to, can you simplify that for people a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we keep it pretty short and quick. Like we're producing videos that are no longer than about five minutes, maybe seven minutes at, at longest, because the consumption rate is about a two to three minute video is what consumed the most online. Uh, but some of these recipe videos needed a little bit more time. So those end up being like five to seven minutes. And it ends up being somewhere between like 500 to 1,000 words. So if you're someone that enjoys writing, well, then write an article or a blog post that's 500 to 1,000 words. If you're someone who likes producing videos better, produce a video that's somewhere between you know three to seven minutes long. Or like we're doing right now, maybe you're more comfortable with like audio. Mm-hmm. And so we could do a podcast that could be, you know, between five to 12 minutes long, somewhere in there, and then throw those up all the exact same content, but produced in different formats. And then the way we think about it is, we want to produce content that speaks to a specific person. So once you understand your target market, or your avatar, the person that is buying from you, once you can understand their pains, their frustrations, the issues that they're dealing with, and you can articulate them back to them better than they can articulate it themselves, you really understand your target market. And so what we do is we always get really clear on what the pains and the frustrations of our target market. And then we create, what are the gains for that market? We know their problems and frustrations. Now let's figure out what they want, what they aspire to. And then we can write copy specifically for humanistics, specifically for methodicals, specifically for each of the four types. And we can insert that into our copy. It's a little bit more of an advanced tactic, but like 
we, we might start off talking to the methodicals because the methodical is uh, one of the bigger percentages of all humanity are methodical. So we might start off with a few interesting facts and figures. And then we might throw something in uh, for a competitive, which is how does it help you win? How does it get your results? Uh, how, do, how, do you, how do you get that fast? And then we might speak to a humanistic, which is, and, and it's also great for the family and your community. And then maybe we'll finish off by talking about what other people are doing it in society, like what celebrities are doing this, what other famous people are doing it. And you can fit that all into a, a three or four minute video. And then you're speaking to each personality style and they're all interested. And it's just more of an advanced way of thinking it through, but you don't need to start there. Yeah. Okay. And that's important. I got two, two more qu questions for you because I love, you know, this is tight and specific and I got so many more questions I want to ask, but I think it's just going to take away from the, the, the one, the one offer, the one piece of information I want people to take away. Talk a little bit about people overthinking the, you know, your lures or your content. And you'll be speaking to, to the Tim O'Brien before he met Travis Houston, okay? Talk a little bit about, you know, guys, you don't, don't get carried away. It, it, can you help people? I mean, I know it's such a subjective thing, but can you give some parameters like, this is good enough, guys, because people can end up being in the laboratory forever and life passes them by. So can you offer some insight based on your experience? I love that. It's, it's really the, you know, the perfectionist in all of us that wants things to be so good when it's really some. You know, I, there's a quote that I love by Reid Hoffman, and Reid Hoffman is the guy that started LinkedIn. And the quote by Reid is, if you're not embarrassed by version 1.0, you launched too late. Like, you're just like sorry. You got to be, you got to put it out there. You got to ship it. It's like, you know, Microsoft, awesome. uh, you know, they, they, awesome. they, they ship too early. So if you're not embarrassed by version 1.0, you launched too late. That is awesome. So, so you basically, you don't have to have it be perfect, right? It, it's got to be good enough. Is that fair enough? I'll, I'll say this. We, we want to just get something out there because what we really want is we want feedback from actual buyers. Mm -hmm. I don't care how good you think it is. The most important vote you'll ever get is when someone votes with their dollar, with their money. Right. When someone makes that vote, you want to get feedback from those kinds of people because we always want to be on version two, version three, version four, and always consistently improving our service our offer, our product, and you do that by engaging and interacting with the people who have voted with their dollar. Yeah, yeah. Travis, one last question, uh, and, and then, you know, of course, anything you think that to add to it, and if, if there's nothing, that's fine too. Talk about who uses this. Now, I get it, Tim O'Brien is in, you know, is an expert in personal branding, and I have all kinds of products that are online products that we're gonna sell. Does it work for people um, lawyers, accountants, doctors, you know, uh, my, one of my clients is an urgent care owner. Like talk about who this, uh, this, this one, three, 15 launch could work for. Uh, I would say it's for anyone that likes money. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you one. And, and by the way, you know, I said to Travis beforehand, anything you want me to cover? And he said, uh, nah, just let's let it free flow. So I'm going to ask you this question, kind of put you a little bit on the spot, but talk about like a lawyer. You know, how would a lawyer use this? I mean, it, it's so untraditional. And, and, you know, I don't mean go super deep, but how would a lawyer do use this? Great. Would you say being a lawyer is something very unique or is it more of a commodity? 
It's a commodity today. So there's so many people being pumped out of law schools that literally, you know, you could sneeze and somewhere within 15 feet of you, you're going to hit a lawyer, correct? Without question, Travis. Yeah, so there's a lot of them. So how do you distinguish yourself and stand out as an attorney in a very crowded market? Let's say that you're in a big market, like one of the major cities. Mm -hmm. How do you do something to stand out and be different? Well, the way that you do that is through authority marketing. And to be an authority, you need to be generating content. And so if I was an attorney, uh, what I would do is I would figure out what are the top topics that my target market wants to know about. So give me a kind of attorney and we're going to drill down a level deeper because just attorney is much too wide. Give me a kind of attorney. Okay. I'm going to give you a perfect one. And, and Lane Wagon Seller, who is a client of mine, dear, dear friend, this is a gift to you. Lane is a fantastic uh, commercial real estate litigation attorney, and he gets his clients who search for list pendants. And a list pendants is a notice by a third party, basically like a lien on real property. And so you get notice that somebody's put a lien on the property, which means you can't sell it, you can't refinance, you can't do anything. So you want to get that list pendants off. So Lane gets a lot of stuff on list pendants. That's a perfect example. Okay, so this is a, this is the secret sauce here. Don't miss this piece. Bookmark this, rewind it, pause it. Uh, this is all the gold you would ever need. So he's this kind of an attorney, and Tim, you're going to help me with this. Uh, I'm going to be Lane. I'm going to be Lane, okay. and you're going to be one. And you're going to be someone that I've done business with. Okay. Sound good? Sound good? So uh, ring, ring. Hey, Tim. Travis. Hey, what's going on, Travis? What's up? Hey, Tim, I'm so glad that, uh, you know, that you're one of my clients and that we've got such good rapport and you've been such a great friend and referring people to me. And I, I'm so glad that I was able to get you the results that I did. Um, I'd just like to have 10 minutes on the phone with you right now. And I just want to ask you five questions. Is that okay? Absolutely. Great. So here's the five questions. Tim, number one, uh, you know, why did you buy from me? And you want me to answer that, like, or that's just you want to go? That's the first question. You wasn't. Was, I'm. Gonna, I'm going to give you the five questions. Got it. Here's. Here's it. Is. This is it. If you ask your clients, mm-hmm. or if you don't have past clients, you could ask the client of someone else these same questions. But it's these five questions that will give you everything you need to know about your market. Okay. Question number one is why did you buy from me, or why did you buy from us? I've... And then you listen and take notes. Okay. So, and I bought from you basically, let's just say, because I had a need and all of a sudden this, I go to refinance my property and holy Christmas, my, my uh, wife's, uh, my ex-wife put this list pendants on the property. It's ridiculous. And I can't believe it. I got to get it off because I got to refinance because I got to get money because I've got to pay my children's tuition. This is crazy. And I went and I found you and that's why I bought. I knew you could get the problem solved. Okay, let's just take question number one. You just told me about five different great topics I can produce content around. So what happens if your wife does what you just said or how to protect your children's college fund when you do this? And you gave me all kinds of great content. I was just hearing it. So I was looking at all the problems uh, that I solved for you, and I'm taking notes because those are great ideas for content. Now I'm going to give you question number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number two is, you know, hey, Tim, how do you feel about the work we've done for you? Well, you got it off and you did what you promised, so I feel awesome. (laughs) 
Yeah, so you want to find out, you really want to dig into this, like actually go deep, like ask them, like, oh, yeah, how did, how did you really feel about this specific thing? Or how did you feel about this? That's going to be able to give you your case studies and your testimonials. So you always want to be sharing the results you've got from someone else in their own words, because that's going to give you your, your, your great case studies, your great testimonials, anything that you've done to really deliver results for the people that you work with. So you're going to ask them, how do you feel about the work that we've done? That's question two. Then question three, Tim, what are you happiest about? Peace of mind. You know, I was bickering, you know, my, 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 uh, my current wife, you know, she is just, it was bickering back and forth and it was creating a tremendous amount of stress. So I'm happiest that we got peace in our house and there's harmony. That's the most important thing. Okay. So how to have peace and harmony in your house during a such and such legal matter or issue. So that makes a great freemium. You just gave me the title of a really great freemium that I could put up on my website that someone would opt in for. I could nurture them and then ask them to become a client. Mm -hmm. Great job. Great. Okay. Question four. Uh, Tim, if you could go back and do it over again, what would you do different? I would be much more aware of my property and I would be looking and making sure that the list pendants didn't get on there or the moment it got on there, I would be aware of it so that I could deal with it and it didn't all of a sudden become a crisis. That was the, it created a crisis, Travis. And so that's what I would have done differently. So you just gave me another idea for a great freemium or a lure, which is the top seven things you must know so that the list pendants doesn't become a crisis. Mm-hmm. Great. So do you see how just how listening to you with an empathetic ear helps me learn so much about the benefits of what I provide that I might not see the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in having those, having these questions with you really helps with that. Okay. Last and final question, uh, Tim, how can I better serve you now and into the future? Just keep providing me content. You know, I mean, I'm on your, your, you know, email distribution. I love getting your newsletter. And so any, any changes in the law, anything you think, cause I know you specialize exclusively in commercial, um, real estate, actually shouldn't say commercial, real estate litigation. So any changes in the law or case studies, you know, horror stories, anything like that, just keep me posted, man. So I'm just, you're top of mind and I can take that information if I have to do any kind of protective measures. That's it. That would be awesome. I love that. And here's why I love that. I love that because let's say that I'm doing some videos and I'm posting them consistently up on YouTube. The call to action I would probably make at the end of these videos is, hey, thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, What I'd love for you to do right now is I'd I'd love you to hit that big red button that says subscribe on it so you can stay up to date on all the most current information around litigation and list pendants. And you'll be the first to know because when you subscribe, you're going to get access to those videos. And I want you to stay updated on a regular basis. Thanks so much for watching. Make sure to hit subscribe. Great. Just great. I mean, and you just, it, you just gave me like in, in it. What we just had a five minute conversation. I asked you five questions mm-hmm. and you gave me so much information for content that I could produce. I could do everything that you just said as videos on YouTube. I could do them as videos on Facebook live. I could write them as articles and put them up on industry sites. I could put them on LinkedIn. I could put them on medium. I could put them on my blog or website. Uh, I could write articles and submit them to the local publications that were legal-based, all from a five-minute conversation with a past client. Gold. So asking those five questions to your past clients will give you all the information you would almost ever need to produce content. 
and to put it into your your one three fifteen launcher and launch uh, product. See, this is what's so critical, Travis. Is I, and I and I believe this. I've talked with you about this before. Professionals are hungry for this information, and and professionals who, again who are lawyers, accountants, doctors, whatever the case may be. I, I would say it's like two tiers of digital marketing. We got our website up. Maybe we're doing some blog posts, and we're trying to drive SEO traffic to our website. But what I think you, you, what you, you're sharing is so important because you can be a professional and professionally sell your services the same way Tim O'Brien would sell his online products to help you develop more business. And I think that's the Correct. yeah. I think that's the, that's what the takeaway is is that. The tool is broader, and I'd call it, you know, digital marketing 2.0 for, for the professionals. Like, like guys, you're just scratching the surface. You're just, you're just scratch. If you're, if you got a website up, that's awesome. You're driving, you know, you're doing search engine optimization, driving traffic. You have to do that. That's awesome. You're doing blog posts. That's great. Maybe you're doing some periodic videos, but 2.0 is you should be doing these funnels about your products and services as well. Just like when you tried to sell and you successfully sold Joy's, you know, um, uh, you know, program on raw food, being a raw food chef. So I just want to emphasize that, and I wanted to pick something, and I'm glad I didn't throw you a curveball where you were like, uh, I don't know, you know. I didn't expect that to be the case, but it's a very untraditional or very unique marketing tool for a very, very conservative traditional space, and I say that broadly the lawyers, the doctors, the accountants, the financial advisors. So thank you for doing that. And Lane, you're welcome. Um, oh. Travis, anything else to add? A, you know, any, any, and I'm going to, I'm going to do a, you know, blog post on my website and I'm going to have some links there. Um, anything you want to say, uh, any, any links you want to um, talk about, uh, whether they can go to them now or we're going to put them on my website so people can, can access well, don't you just love it when people practice what they preach? Do you find that to be a, a something that everyone does these days or something that's a little bit more rare? No, I think it's a great differentiator. I do. Yeah, so I, I'm, I, I am totally practicing what I preach. So uh, I have an offer that I sell, my one, and I've got my three lures. One of those three lures is 1-3-15.com, and then I've got five pieces of content that lead to that one lure. So I've got one offer that I sell and this, the services that I'm also providing you, Tim, right? I, I coach people on how to grow their businesses. Uh, but I've got, a, I've got a lure that leads into that. And what we're talking about today is, is very much that. It's www.1-3-15.com. Uh, and you can go there and get that. Uh, but then even uh, up the level of that, if you went to my blog, which is superfunnel, superfunnel.com forward slash blog, there's five articles on the blog that all lead to that one lure, and then that one lure leads into uh, quite possibly working with me as a client. And so I have this exact same model that I launch, and then we do Facebook ads and videos and other content that lead to those blogs. And the purpose of the blog is to set a pixel and to get an opt-in. And then once we get the opt-in, there's a nurture sequence that happens. And then that goes into a, a possible offer. So if you're interested in seeing how that works, uh, or opting in to see how the whole process comes together, you can simply go to www.the1-15.com. Is it the number 15? Yep, yep, they're all numbers, 1-3-15.com, or just go to superfunnel, 
facebook.com forward slash blog and uh, read some great articles on it. Travis, you're awesome. I am so grateful to you. Uh, I loved how you definitely talked to, to me at least like I was a fifth grader and I hope everybody got tremendous value out of this. So that's years and years and years worth of trial and error and that's incredibly generous. So thank you. Appreciate it very much. Ken, thanks for having me on the show today. All right, brother. Bye now.